Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new edition of Battle Red Radio. Right here on the Battle Red blog, I am, of course, Corey DLG, and with me as usual, little brother, producer Deco. Yep, that's I. That is me. That is you. Um, it's a Thursday edition, which means no Colton. So that means this is the uh, Quick Hits Ren Brout edition of the Battle Red Radio. Now, there's a lot of things to talk about here. Um, most importantly, we want to start by congratulating uh, Aaron Judge for hitting his 61st homer, tying Roger Maris's all-time record. It's a pretty good thing. That's a pretty neat stat. It's a neat thing. It's a lot of home runs. Quite a few. So, 61 home runs. The problem with all of that is it's not the all-time record that was set by Barry Bonds. There's a lot of controversy about steroids and asterisks, things of that nature. But in the meantime, he did tie the all-time home run record for the last time. So that is kind of worth at least acknowledging. Saying congratulations. Uh, this is the Texan show, though, and we're talking about football. Um, it's Thursday, so this afternoon there's a game. The, uh, the Miami Dolphins are going to go to Cincinnati. They're going to play a little football. Uh, we talked about this a little before we started recording, but, man, the Dolphins is a team that I have uh, a weird – idea that they're going to do super well for no reason. Super well for no reason. Okay. Um, I dig the enthusiasm. I, I don't, I just, I have a hard time believing in the Dolphins. I, I don't necessarily believe in Tua Tayovosa. I, and I know I didn't get that name even kind of right. I just don't believe in Tua. I don't think that he's a, a long-term answer quarterback. Um, I think the addition of Tyreek Hill really, really helps them. I think it buys them time because there's no quarterback in the NFL who could overthrow Tyreek Hill. And it already they're already kind of showing that. They're running a lot of deep plays. Uh, they're giving Tyreek Hill the opportunity to create. I mean, when you trade for a guy and make him, the, I think, the highest paid wide receiver in the league, you kind of owe it to him to get him out there and show it off. So... That part is at least interesting. I'm just saying that this team, the Dolphins as a franchise, not necessarily this exact team, has beaten, like, the Patriots when they were at their best with, like, everyone on the roster, and they went a Super Bowl that year, and they lost two games, and one of them was to the Dolphins. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, the Dolphins do win like crazy stuff. They're three and zero right now, which is insane. And I feel like this year of football, like everyone is just not as good. I feel like there isn't like a team where you're like, 
they're the ones like even like the Buccaneers, like pretty much everyone who was in a Super Bowl in the past like three years is just not at where they were. Yeah, and the Rams, everyone else the just got worse. The Rams and the Buccaneers were in the Super Bowl last year, and it's not. Uh, or no, it was the Bengals and the Buccaneers. Or no, the Bengals and the Rams. My gosh, why not? Oh yeah. my gosh. You went. You went four different teams there. I did. The Bengals, the other team in this matchup, they're one and two. The Rams are, I think they're two and one, but it's kind of a rough looking two and one. They have some question marks. The Buccaneers haven't looked great yet. Um, yeah, I think there's. I think it's fair to say there's there's some uncertainty out in the league. The Chiefs are the only team who recently had a lot of playoff success that, that looks good again. The Chiefs, I, I feel like they never take a step back, but they just lost last week too, so I think they're 2-1. So it is kind of a mixed bag right now. Week 3 is always kind of a weird, muddy situation. Week 3 to week 5, 6-ish, it can be kind of messy, right? Like you don't know, it's hard to judge who's going where just yet. And so with all of that, clouding the uh, the air. Let's 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 like we said, it's a quick hits Thursday. So let's get into this here. Let's talk about this picks for the Dolphins game. Um, Miami Dolphins are visiting Cincinnati, and they have Cincinnati as the favorites by three and a half points. So they basically um, toss up, but they gave it to the home team. Uh. This is slightly over that, but only slightly. Because you're right. Like I like I've said forever, two and a half to three points is what you get for being the home team. So, that being said, it is an interesting. The number's interesting, right? Three and a half. They're basically saying the Bengals are like a half point better. I don't know how they. I always wonder how they get to like the number like that. Uh, it's it's, it's averages. I assume like they're just like. Close enough. Then they don't. They don't want to like lose on an exact point. Like, what if they tie? Well, yeah, because on a push, nobody gets paid. On a push, the better gets his money back. So Vegas, a lot of times, does go the half point just to get off the push. Um, three and a half also is a significant number because it means the Bengals have to win by more than a field goal. It's not enough to just win twenty seventeen. The Bengals have to win twenty one. 17 to claim this as a Vegas victory. That sort of thing does make this a little bit more complicated. Uh, do you want to make a pick here? Are you going to make a pick? Today? Oh yeah, I'm going. I'm going Dolphins all the way, Doug. So you're going to take the three and a half points. You're going to bet the Dolphins. The over under is 47 and a half. How do you feel about that? I'm going to go 47. 47 and a half. So you're going to go over or under? I'm going to say under, but that's not a confident under. Okay, okay. Um, I think we're going to disagree on the whole boat on this one here. Fair enough. I'm going to take the Bengals, and I'm going to take the over. But I'm going to stress this. I firmly believe this will all happen in the last like eight minutes of football. Both of these teams scored a bunch of points in fourth quarters of games. That's true. That that's like the that's like the tagline of the season, I think. It really had like fourth quarters have been crazy. So like <laughs> coming if you go into this fourth quarter and it's like 
six six to nine or something like that. I I'm fairly confident the over will still hit and it won't look anything like how it looked going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. They scored so, thirty points each, ending the game I, at thirty nine thirty six. Bengals still lose on the over. <laughs> it it wouldn't shock me at all to see. Yeah, they would still lose their games. But it wouldn't shock me at all <laughs> to see just like, yeah, I mean, 40-some-odd points between the two teams in the fourth quarter. Just touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Again, the Dolphins are going to open up the playbook. They're going to go deep. They're going to attack. And that's been what Cincinnati's done for like these last three weeks because they've been down every game. So, you know, they've had to score you know points right at the end of these games. I, I yeah I don't know I feel pretty I, I like this I, I think that's what I'm gonna do taking the over I'm taking the Bengals minus three and a half I am seven and one coming into the week so we'll see we'll see what that does for us um before we jump into our next bit of business let me read you guys some ads so it's time to trade in your face masks for masks load up the hoppers and go to war with your friends. Too hot? Too rainy? Too cold? Splat Zone has you covered, literally. It's Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Round up the family and get to 11260 Hempstead to check out Splat Zone Indoor Paintball today. It's family-friendly, low-impact paintball indoors. 11260 Hempstead, Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Get there today, check it out. They're open during the week and the weekends, and they are working on building youth leagues as we speak. So make sure to check that out. Splat Zone Indoor Paintball 11260 Also, guys, it's my pleasure to tell y'all uh, about the latest party to hit the Houston scene Custom Geek Parties. Everything from corporate team building exercises, geek themed weddings, RPG parties, board game parties, cosplay parties, and more. Call Gamers Inner Circle at 281 746 4260. Gamers Inner Circle at 281 746 4260. Gamers Inner Circle. Are you in yet? So, we've correctly predicted the outcome of the Cincinnati Bengals-Miami Dolphins game. We're now moving on to our weekend, and we're going to touch on some interesting news that came out today that I think is going to help the Texans a lot. Um, I just saw this on the front page of the ESPN website, buried under some other stuff. This is crazy to me. Uh, the Chargers defensive star, Joey Bosa, to have surgery, he's going on the IR. Oh, no. This is great for us. Los Angeles Chargers edge rusher Joey Bosa and left tackle Rashawn Slater were placed on injury reserve Wednesday. Oof. Bosa suffered a growing tear in the first quarter of a Sunday's 38-10 loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is all according to ESPN's Lindsay Theory. Um, Bosa is a four-time Pro Bowler. And they do think he'll be back later in the season. Man, tear the groin, though. It's a painful, painful thing. The Chargers are 1-2 and two as they prepare to back-to-back road games. First in Houston and then going to Cleveland. Um, they're, they're looking to pick up some road dubs is what's going to happen. <laughs> It's they're hoping like either of those steal off- <laughs> it's not like either of those offenses are particularly scary. <laughs> yeah. They're hoping to steal a win here, but quarterback with banged up ribs, uh, a left tackle who's out, 
and Nick and Joey Bosa is having surgery. This is kind of the ideal situation for the Texans. Um, this is this is the lightning strike we're talking about, but we're we're o two and one. We keep throwing away these lightning bolts. Listen, if there's one thing you ever want to do to just shut the critics up, it's win football games. So, so that would definitely help a lot if they could go out and, and actually win this game. Now, these injuries do have an impact on everything, obviously. They they certainly certainly should. Tilt things slightly, at least in the Texans' favor. Let's see. Let's see if we can find. Okay. So even with the news on Joey Bosa and the starting left tackle, the Los Angeles Chargers are still five-point favorites on the road. So Which means the they're basically underdog. eight points better than us. Correct. Over under forty-four. Like, I've said we're going to win, like, every game. But I think we're going to win this game 100%. <laughs> you know what I really love about that sentence, Nico? I what? love that you were like, I have learned zero lessons, and I'm going to make the same mistake again. Uh, that's just my life that I live. <laughs> I just like that you literally said, like you admit it, you had been wrong all three times, and then you were like, "This time, it's gonna be different." Like that is the true blue mark of like a better. Like you know, where they're just like, "This is the time we turn it around, boys." <laughs> yeah, I haven't run out of chips yet. I'm still at the table. <laughs> uh, okay. Ah. Yeah, I think the over under hits. Uh, the over under is forty four. I think, I think there are more points than that in the game. But I think the Chargers win this game. Even with the five points, I think they, I think they win by more than five. Win more than five? No. I forget how badly we lost to the Bears. Not that badly, right? No, not that bad. We lost by field goal. But, I mean, we were awful and so were they. So, less No one learned. was surprised. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Was their lesson learned? Are we going to throw again? Who knows? (laughs) It's, uh, it can get hard out there. It's rough, right? Like, this isn't the situation you want to be in as a sports fan where you kind of go into these games not too confident about your team. Uh,. But it is what it is, you know? There's no getting around it. It's a building gear. We can't be too mad. Honestly, at the end of the season, we're going to have more cash base than anyone, so... That's two That's... years away, but that is coming. Whatever. It's on the horizon. <laughs> it's on the horizon. That's right. 2024, we will leave the league in cap space by $30 million as of right now. Um, it's a weird thing to leave the league in, but I'll take it. That's a good one. Let me tell you guys about a couple more sponsors here, though. Uh, it's never a good idea to drink and drive, but what if you had a few beers at the game and you know you're not drunk, but you get pulled over and arrested anyway? You need a law firm that knows how to try DWIs. Someone who won't just plead you out quickly. You need a lawyer who has spent 150 hours in courses learning the sciences used in DWI cases. A lawyer, ACS qualified to be a designated lawyer scientist. Because these cases aren't like other kinds of cases. 
positive outcomes may very well depend on who better understands and presents the science at trial. Attorney Brian Asen is a designated lawyer scientist, and the lawyers at Asen's law firm have successfully tried and won many of these cases. Call Asen Law Firm at 832-209-2297. That's Asen Law Firm at 832-209-2297, or visit dwilawyerhouston.com. Go there. If you ever have to have that legal issue, you can have them help you out. They'd be more than happy to. And of course, we need to tell you guys about the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more stadium. Right there at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard, Suite 130 in Conroe, Texas, in the Marcel Town Center. Go to the second floor right there. It's called the Stadium. We sell sports cards, sports memorabilia. It's awesome. The Adventure Begins is clean, family-friendly, well-lit. It's a great place to go, knowledgeable staff. Nico and I go there, and we get our nerd on all the time. So if you're getting nerdy, if you feel a little nerdy, the Adventure Begins is where you need to be. If you feel getting a little sportsy, go to upstairs to the stadium. So we've, we've talked about on this show that we're covering a bit more of the national stuff as well, because honestly, this is a season that there's a lot of other things that are happening that are worth talking about. Um, one thing that I think is worth talking about that I haven't heard a lot of people mention, uh, we're going to have just a couple minutes here, you and I need to go to kind of tee off on the straw man here, is the Brett Favre situation. Oh, the big one. Um... So Brett Favre is essentially being accused of helping steal welfare funds from the state of Mississippi in order to build a volleyball stadium for his daughter while she played there. The governor, the former governor of Mississippi, who's under investigation, I have not heard of any charges being filed against Brett Favre. And I guess that's the fair thing to say to make clear that, as far as we know, nobody has pressed charges against him yet. However, there are text messages that have been released that, that pretty clearly indicate he knew what he was doing probably was against the law, and it definitely implicates that they didn't seem to care that they were stealing from the welfare fund of the state of Mississippi. Um, I guess the first thing I would want to say is Mississippi's one of the poorer states in the country. $80 million is a lot of money. Yeah, especially when like this, these monies would go directly to people, because it's it's one thing to be like, oh, this money was going to be tied up for a million years anyways. It's like this is a direct impact on people. Yeah, well, for money, it tends to flow pretty quick from the coffers to the people. I get what you're saying. Like this was a road fund or something where the money was accruing interest while they designed and did a study or something. I guess. That would be less evil. It's kind of what you're getting at, right? Yeah, like, isn't so much taking bread out of the people's mouths ish. This is literally <laughs> taking bread out of people's mouths. Also, a story broke today. This is, like, the whole thing is just real scum. Um, his, Brett Favre's charity was donating to University of Southern Mississippi's Athletic Foundation while he also was helping to get these state funds. Um, Far for Hope donated more than $130,000 to the University of Southern Mississippi Athletic Foundation from 2018 to 2020, according to tax, tax records obtained by ESPN on Wednesday. During that time, he was also trying to raise money for the new stadium. Um, funds that appear to have come that were discovered during the largest public fraud case in Mississippi State. 
Now, this is a little silly. Far for Hope, the mission statement that it gives is for disadvantaged and disabled children and breast cancer patients to receive public donations. Um, however, he went ahead and gave a hundred and what did I say? A hundred and thirty thousand to build a volleyball suit. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Those kids don't need support. Those breast cancer survivors don't need support. It's all about the volleyball stadium, baby. The worst part about it is that, like, it's not even something that his daughter would, like, play in for that long of a time period. Like, it's, like, the return on investment is, like, you get to see it for, like, a year because it takes a long time to be built and then she plays in it, like, twice. Yeah, I don't... Okay, so here's the wrap-up to that story. And you're right. I don't know. It's a mess, right? So... He received $1.1 million in speaking fees for appearances he allegedly never made, according to a state auditor. said he did not know where the family's funds came from and paid the money back, although the state is still seeking $228,000 in interest. Well, you better cut a check, man. Uh, Text messages show far was also involved in diverting at least $5 million in welfare funds to the volleyball stadium. This, to me, is like scumbag central. This is as bad as it gets. I don't know another way to kind of say this. Like It's just as bad as it gets because, to me, he could have raised the money on his own without stealing from welfare of all places. He's Brett Favre. If people are giving you $1.1 million for speaking engagements you don't make, why don't you just actually spend three months making speaking speaking engagements and raise the money needed to build the stadium? Like, it would have been so easy for him to do just a couple of really small things. He could have called the, the Packers. He could have called the Jets and the Vikings, the three teams he played for in his career. He could have said, will you make a large donation I'll come and do some sort of fan event as a thank you, you know, help build my alma mater, a new volleyball stadium, while my daughter plays there. They would have done it in a heartbeat. To get Brett, the Jets are awful right now. The idea of having Brett Favre show up and sign some autographs and ring a Jet bell and kick a game off for them, are you kidding? They would have loved it. They totally would have made some sort of contribution to get them on board with it. The idea that these, these teams wouldn't have donated the money if he'd have asked, if he would have asked. It's disappointing if he thought that that's the case. I don't really think, I don't, I think he knew. I think he knew that there were other ways to get it and didn't care. I think that that's a more frustrating and disappointing thing. Yeah, he probably was like, we'll cut you a check for speeches. And he's like, do I have to give them? And like, not if they don't find out. <laughs> That's and then he was like, well, if it's that easy, then I just, can you give me five for the stadium, I guess? Yeah, why don't you guys help me steal five million more, bro? And they were like, all right, yeah, no problem, we Brett Favre. I... It's like, you truly are a hero. Do we really think he couldn't have raised that money? It's not a question of how, it was just a matter of what did he think he was going to get away with? But I mean... I mean, in all fairness, you and I, just, do you believe he doesn't think that he could have raised, like, do you think he doubted he could raise the money to build a volleyball stadium? I think he saw how easy it was. And didn't care. And didn't care. I think he was like, he got, I'm pretty sure he probably, as soon as like the, the check cleared for the first million, he was like, 
oh, so it's this easy. Yeah, and you got to think you got away with it once the state gives you the money, right? Like, they're not going to give you the money if they can't. So once they right. give you the money, you've got to think, like, okay, well, this is a done deal then. Yeah, and then he's like, well, I want... Cause it, because it, and it probably was like, well, this is something I want to do for his daughter, I guess. But, like, it's like the worst thing ever, Why do right? you sound so doubtful about that part? Because, like, look, because if you look at it, like, it's like, oh, look, your parent did something really nice for you in your school. It's like, oh, that's so nice. What'd they do? They donate some money. They bring brownies for the class. They do something nice. It's like, no, they they stole millions of dollars from the poor people of your, of your community <laughs> and gave it to you. It's like, what? <laughs> Listen, How? in some families, in some cultures, that's still a good gift. I mean, you, like... Your problem is you're ungrateful. Yeah, that's my problem. I'm clearly... I wouldn't be accepted in the house of Favre. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm just now finding out that if I steal a Tesla and give it to you, that you're going to be disappointed in the gift. And that's... That's very disappointing to know about you as a person. As he said from starting his Tesla in his garage. <laughs> All right. I, I, the whole thing is embarrassing. It's depressing, and it's sad to think that this guy would rather take from welfare than just actually spend six months campaigning and getting it built. Like it wouldn't have taken anything for him to just shake hands and meet with people. But oh, now I have to go be Brett Favre in public. Let's just steal from welfare instead. That's uh, that's embarrassing. That's, that's sad. Alright, so we're going to jump out. Like we said, this is going to be a quick hits episode. We're not going to get stay too long and stay fixated on things. But we did want to touch on that, and that's going to be our national story of the day. As the Brett Favre controversy continues, and his charity that was designed to help poor people and cancer patients also donated money to build the volleyball stadium. Um, way to live the mission statement there, Brett. Uh, all that being said, thank you guys for listening. Everyone have a great Thursday. We're going to be back tomorrow at full strength. Colton, myself, and Nico. We are going to do a full-on deep dive into the Texans Chargers matchup. This has been another edition of Battle Red Radio. Thanks for listening, guys.